Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. world and thank you for tuning in we're continuing with our series called return to me and i'll return to you malachi 3 7 says yet from the days of your fathers you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them return to me and i'll return to you says the lord of hosts but you said in what way shall we return and as we have found it's talking about tithes and offerings now yesterday we left off with the words here but there spoken of in hebrews 7 8 here mortal men receive tithes but there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives and these are two very important words here and there here is an important word because the book of hebrews was written around 65 a.d or 30 to 40 years after the birth of the church here is a word for now at the time of the writing between 60 and 70 a.d Why is this significant? Because here, around 65 AD, men, those who die, received tithes, meaning the people were still tithing. There is also an important word because it refers to Melchizedek, who was the high priest forever, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Now don't get confused here. Jesus is the real. Melchizedek is the type. Jesus has been the high priest forever, and with Melchizedek, there is no known record of his birth or death. Melchizedek is in the likeness of Christ, a high priest forever. But who is Melchizedek? How did he become the high priest? How did Abraham know who he was? Think of it, even the king of Sodom must have known who Melchizedek was. Abraham said that he would not take what was the king of Sodom's, but gave 10% of it to Melchizedek and returned the remaining 90% to the king of Sodom. Now, Abraham did not ask the king of Sodom if that was all right, nor did the king of Sodom argue with it. Why? Well, I believe they both must have understood the principle of tithing, and the tithe belongs to the Lord. It did not belong to the king of Sodom or Abraham. The king of Sodom wanted to give all of it to Abraham, but Abraham said no. He tithed what belonged to Melchizedek and returned the 90% to who it belonged to, the king of Sodom. All of this was done with no law in place. Now, I have some theories on the questions above, but we'll answer them over time. The King James Version Bible commentary concerning Hebrews chapter 7, verses 8 through 10, and the term, here men that die receive tithes, says this. In these verses, the author marshals two ideas that will not allow any to think that the mere recent Levitical order was a replacement of the earlier system. First, the Levitical system is weakened by the continual death of its priests. The Melchizedekian order, however, has the witness of God that its priest lives on. 
Now, continuing in the Living Bible with Hebrews chapter 7, verses 9 through 10, it says, One might even say that Levi himself, the ancestor of all Jewish priests, of all who received tithes, paid tithes to Melchizedek through Abraham. And verse 10, For although Levi wasn't born yet, the seed from which he came was in Abraham when Abraham paid the tithes to Melchizedek. And the King James Version Bible comments on these words, Levi also paying tithes in Abraham. It says, The Levitical system was neither a better nor a later replacement. For in a corporate sense, even Levi was present at the Genesis 14 event. The author is cautious in his assertion, as his inductory words indicate, As I may so say, the phrase might more clearly be expressed by, I might almost say, or so to speak. The author suggests that there is a sense in which even Levi paid tithes to Melchizedek. He cannot be Melchizedek's superior. Interesting quote, isn't it? What are we learning here? We are learning that the Mosaic law did not replace the exchange between Abraham and the high priest Melchizedek. It just confirmed it. Levi was not Melchizedek's superior. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 through 14 in the Living Bible says, If the Jewish priests and their laws had been able to save us, why then did God need to send Christ as a priest with the rank of Melchizedek instead of sending someone with the rank of Aaron, the same rank all the other priests had? And when God sends a new kind of priest, his law must be changed to permit it. As we all know, Christ did not belong to the priest tribe of Levi, but came from the tribe of Judah, which had not been chosen for priesthood. Moses had never given them that work. In order for Christ to be the high priest, there would have to be a change of law, except for the order of Melchizedek. Why didn't God just make Jesus to be born from the tribe of Levi? Well, are you ready for this? Wait for it. Wait for it. Here we go. Because we are saved by faith and not by the works of the law. Hence, tithing is a work of faith, not of the law. Oh my, well, then what is the purpose of the law? It is our great teacher instructing us in what is right and what is wrong. It calls us guilty and brings us death. But it is also our tutor bringing us to Christ that we might be saved. Guess what? Tithing is right, not for salvation, but because of salvation, hallelujah. Continuing in Hebrews chapter 7, verses 15 through 19 in the Living Bible. So we can plainly see that God's method changed. For Christ, the new high priest who came with the rank of Melchizedek, did not become a priest by meeting the old requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but on the basis of power flowing from a life that cannot end. And the psalmist points this out when he says of Christ, You are a priest forever with the rank of Melchizedek. Yes, the old system of priesthood based on family lines was canceled because it didn't work. It was weak and useless for saving people. It never made anyone really right with God. But now we have a far better hope for Christ makes us acceptable to God and now we may draw near to him. And concerning those verses... The King James Version Bible Commentary and the term after the power of an endless life, it says, One has arisen who has qualified to serve after the order of Melchizedek, for he has an endless life. 
as in verse 11, the word another, which is the Greek word heteros, in verse 15 means another who is different rather than a similar one, which is the Greek word allos. Verse 16 indicates how he's different in his qualification. Under the Levitical system, men were appointed on the basis of physical descent. The word carnal, which is the Greek word sarkines, does not mean fleshly, implying sinful characteristics, as the Greek word sarkikes would. Rather, it means fleshly, implying that which pertains to the physical. Christ was not appointed because of physical descent, but because of his spiritual fitness. He possesses endless life. He possesses divine qualities that no Levitical priest ever possessed. Thus, though their priesthood was weak and ineffective, he is able to present men before God forever. Boy, I love that quote. He is able to present men before God forever. I trust you're enjoying this advanced information as much as I am. Yes, there is here, but then there is there. Let's take note of the there and bring it here. How? By faith. You agree? I feel an awakening coming on, a great return to him. For Malachi 3.7 says, Yet from the days of your fathers you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, In what way shall we return? Yep, it's in tithes and offerings, not because of the law, but because of reverence, and honor unto our Savior, our King, our Messiah, and our Deliverer. Three statements that really mean a lot. That is the oath, the declaration, and the challenge. Hebrews seven twenty through 21 in the Living Bible, God took an oath that Christ would always be a priest, although he never said that of other priests. Only to Christ, he said, the Lord has sworn and will never change his mind. You are a priest forever with the rank of Melchizedek. Remember, there are only two references to Melchizedek in the Old Testament. That's Genesis chapter 14, verses 18 through 20, and Psalm 110, verse 4, which is God's oath. Always did not mean from now on, but always was, always is, and always will be. It sounds a lot like Hebrews 13, 8, which says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Notice these three definitive undeniable and unchangeable statements from God concerning the truth of Melchizedek and the tithe. I call them the oath, the declaration, and the challenge. And I offer several versions to get the point across. Considering the oath, Psalm 110 verse 4 says in the New King James Version, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. In the English Standard Version, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. In the King James Version, the Lord has sworn and will not repent. In the Living Bible Version, Jehovah has taken an oath and will not rescind his vow. In the Message Version, God gave his word and he won't take it back. In the New Century Version, the Lord has made a promise and will not change his mind. And finally, in the Amplified Version, the Lord has sworn and will not revoke or change it. And then concerning the Declaration... Malachi 3.6 in the New King James Version says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. In the English Standard Version, it says, For I, the Lord, do not change. The King James Version says, For I am the Lord, I change not. The Message Bible says, I am God, yes I am, I haven't changed. And the New Century Version says, 
I, the Lord, do not change. And then there's the challenge. That's out of Malachi 3.10. The New King James Version says, And try me now in this. The English Standard Version says, And thereby put me to the test. In the King James Version, And prove me now herewith. The Living Bible says, Try it. Let me prove it to you. The Message says, Test me in this and see. The New Century Version says, Test me in this, says the Lord All-Powerful. And the Amplified And prove me now by it. You see, he has sworn by his word and will not rescind his vow. He will not change. So go ahead, try him, test him, and prove him. It's the oath, the declaration, and the challenge. I think he's pretty resolved in this, aren't you? And who wants to say the tithe is no longer valid and holy? I will give you only one guess. Leviticus 27.30 In the New Living Testament says, One-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to Him as holy. Well, I hate to see you go, but our time is up. See you tomorrow, same time, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.